Now touch yourself. Oh my God, I'm hard. Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Six gunning this, brother running this. Buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress, be out of that dress when she meet Jim West. Rough neck, so go check the law on the bar. Watch your step with flex and get a hold of your side. Swallow your pride. Don't let your lip react. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. With Artemis. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our bonus episode of Exploited. I'm Alexis Strowski. And I love my giant mechanical spider. Oh, getting jiggy with it? I am jiggy, getting jiggy with it. Yeah. This week... Uh, I'm Kevin Daly. <laughs> we're talking about Wild Wild West, 1999, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, who did Men in Black. <laughs> he did. Not getting enough lift! We need more speed! Gordy, that's a cliff! Yes, I know! That means the ground is going to end! Yes, I know! Gordon! 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 Before there was a secret service, there was West. Jim West. West, Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this. It's gunning this, brother running this. Let's take it away. So remember the name. Now who you gonna call? Not the GB. Now who you gonna call? Touch your chest, loveless. Can't stand the heat to get out the wild. Just a handsome cowboy who likes to poke around. I believe I'm that second one. Gotta stick to what we each do best. From the director of Men in Black. Now what? Kevin Klein. I love this train. Kenneth Branagh. And Selma Hayek. And it's a whole new West. This movie is basically Ben in Black, but Cowboys. Oh, we even get a song by Will Smith and everything. That, yep. Pretty much the exact same thing. Incidentally, this was the very last movie I watched in New York. Oh! Uh, not actually even in New York. Because the day I flew out, I, I went to Newark, New Jersey. I was going to say, was it in Jersey? I yeah. Because I flew out of Newark, and I uh, stayed at a motel there, and I was like, Oh, I gotta watch a movie. I'll go watch this Wild Wild West. You know, and the very next day when I landed in Colorado, I watched South Park Bigger Longer Uncut. Yes, that's, these movies have a very specific tie to them. Yeah. My first day in Colorado, I watched the movie that takes place in Colorado. Yes. The, uh, the movies came out the same day, and apparently a lot of kids were buying tickets to Wild Wild West and then sneaking into uh, the South Park movie. And uh, oh wow, caused caused a crackdown on on kids getting into sneaking into R-rated movies. It's a very very uh aus- <laughs> a very auspicious day. Didn't help the numbers for Wild Wild West. This movie totally fucking bombed. Yeah. Well, it was a huge budget. Yeah, hundred and seventy million, which was one of the most expensive at the time. And then and it- adjusted, adjusted for inflation, it's somewhere in the. I mean, it depends on your estimate. There's some people that estimate it was actually two forty one million, which Ooh. adjusted for inflation is four hundred and twenty three fucking million dollars in today's so money. much. Thank God. And there, they, I don't know where the money went because there are some scenes in this that uh, definitely did not look that great. Ah, uh, yeah, but not as bad as other shit that we've seen. No, 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 and there's a lot of, and to be fair, there's a lot of stuff that does look pretty good in this movie. Um, there are there are some scenes. This is a steampunk western. Yes, this 100% thing is, steampunk. Oh, absolutely. Based on a TV show, but I never, ever saw the TV show. Yeah, it's apparently a very loose adaptation. Yeah, um, 
Bird Sonnenfeld did kind of start to redeem himself after this, though, because Big Trouble is not a bad movie. I like Big Trouble. Um, I think he, you mean, he, I, you know, not all to say it now, I actually like this movie, but. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, I like Men in Black 2. I like, I didn't see Men in Black 3. But then he did that, um, he ended his career with Nine Lives in 2016. You oh, know, wow, he, he did do that movie. That is. Yeah. Where you cast Kevin Spacey as a cat. And I'm guessing it played very, he played it very seriously as opposed to a talking cat. (laughs) Yeah. You could have some fun with a talking cat movie. You could make a talking cat or you could make nine lives. Right. But yeah, Wild Wild West, it's an interesting one. I mean, people (laughs) know it. I think, and again, I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but I think it does way more better than it, way more well than it does more. Yeah. There are I there are misses and then there's huge hits like Kenneth fucking Branagh in this movie. Yeah, which we'll get to when he shows up. Um this movie it won all the Razzies, but we've discussed the Razzies before and how they're a bunch of bullshit. This uh, this movie is definitely unfairly maligned. It's not great, don't get me wrong, but it's also way better than <laughs> the people give it credit for. I mean, what was it up against that year for Golden Raspberries? Oh. oh actually, there's a link here. Uh, Big Daddy Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project is kind of good. Haunting. Oh, Haunting sucks. Phantom Menace. Yo. I mean, is this really worse than Phantom Menace? No. Phantom Menace is worse than or, this. Or fucking Big Daddy. Yeah, I, I would have. Uh, if it was me alone, I would have given the award to Big Daddy. And that haunting remake is not not bad either. Yeah, it has its moments. It's got Owen Wilson and Liam Neeson. Not terrible. Yeah, oh, I mean, sweet. well, uh, Ahmed Best won Worst Supporting Actor that year, which yeah, it's not even his <laughs> fucking fault. Like George R. Binks is a shitty character written by a megalomaniac who thought. We're still write Star Wars movies. Well, at least they didn't give it to Jake Lloyd. The, the the irony is Jake Lloyd is actually bad in that movie. But Jake Lloyd is like eight. Right. And Ahmed Best is not bad. He's just playing a terrible character. Look, sometimes you make a paycheck. He's awesome when he shows up in that in that role in uh Mandal or I think it's Mandalorian. Really? Yo, is yeah, that is Mandalorian. Ahmed Best shows up. He's fucking great. The character's badass. I want to see more of him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah they should have given not... it to Rob Schneider and Big Daddy that year. I mean, you could give it to Rob Schneider most years. We're supporting actress. They nominated Kevin Klein. That's amazing. Yeah. But also. And Selma Hayek. In Dogma. What? <laughs> In Dogma and Wild Wild West. Dude, Dogma is a fucking great movie. I, the Raddies are so fucking stupid. Oh. God. They made the worst screen couple, Kevin Klein and William Smith in Wild Wild West. I mean, they do a little bit have that kind of vibe to them, but... When you had fucking Pierce Brosnan and Denise Richards, like, right there. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, Christmas comes Christmas <laughs> comes twice this year, or whatever the fuck that stupid last line was in that movie. Yeah, and then you, 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 uh, worst director was Barry Sonnenfeld when you have fucking Dennis Dugan for Big Daddy right there. They just wanted to pile on this fucking movie. It's it's, it's traditional shit. Like, oh, the movie's kind of cheesy, or whatever. Let's just it's just cool to make fun of it. Yeah. I always thought that way about it. Like, I saw this movie, and I'm like, I enjoyed this movie. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's not like a, it's not a fucking classic, but it's a fun movie, and it's like, it's one of those things where it's just, it's the cool thing to pile on sometimes you get these movies. Well, also, in 1999, since it was the last ones of those years, they, they gave people awards for, like, they gave Sylvester Stallone Worst Actor of the Century. You know, never mind that he he was in Rocky. And <laughs> yeah, they gave Rambo, him a- and he played for First Blood specifically. <laughs> like these, like top tier performances. Never mind that worst actor of the century, because I guess Judge Dredd. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Judge. Okay, look, Judge Dredd was terrible, but that <laughs> one shitty performance does not ruin an entire career. And Madonna, worst actress of the century. I mean, she's not great, but 
Also, is she really an actress? Um, you know who else was nominated for Worst Actor of the Century? Prince! Not even an actor. Yes, Purple Rain. Not great, but also not an actor. And Polly Shore. Okay, that, that actually kind of tracks. That tracks, yeah. Sorry, uh, Polly Shore. They had an award for Worst Picture of the Century. W- what one Worst Picture of the Century? Supervan. No. Uh, that's what should win. <laughs> it was Showgirls. Okay, yeah, Showgirls is bad, but it's I guess actually, if you th- if you're just talking about like mainstream cinema, yeah, that that's pretty close. Worst new star of the decade, so like the worst star of the nineties. Yeah, they gave it to Polly Shore. The worst. I mean, look, Polly Shore's a dork, but I mean, the character he plays is the character they want in that movie. Like, uh, Polly Shore plays Polly Shore in every movie. They nominated Ahmed Best for Worst Actor of the Decade. I, I hope they give him th- that char- new character some more screen time. Because oh, yeah. He doesn't deserve the hatred he gets for that. Yes, Jar Jar is a lame character, but that's not his fault. But let's get to Wild Wild West. Well, yeah, we can stop ranting about the golden raspberries and how stupid those are. Yes, Wild Wild West. Um, I, I never watched the show. I don't know if the show was steampunky or not. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't. I doubt it. I know. it was in the six. It was in the sixties. So I'm guessing it was like your traditional sixties western shenanigans. No, uh, they did did use some steampunky stuff apparently. Oh, interesting. Developed at a time when western was leading down to the spy genre, so it was they made James, James Bond, Bond on horseback. Okay, which is weird because a lot of my notes in this uh, movie reference James Bond because there are some James Bond vibes to it. But we start with a guy that's running through. The Old West Forest. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, I gotta warn the president, there's a giant spider. And his head gets cut That's off. That is essentially what happens. Yeah. He's got a big fucking metal collar on and apparently is an extraordinarily powerful magnet. Yep, and he gets his head cut off and old ass Civil War dude. Yeah. Pull- General Bloodbath McGrath. Yeah, pulls out this blade that has a spider logo on it. Played by none other than Buffalo Bill himself. Really? Yeah, Ted Levine. Oh, that is Ted Levine. How about that? And uh, I would not fuck him. No, especially not in this movie. Uh, in, in in Silence of the Lambs, he was he was okay looking. Not here. Yeah, definitely not here. But by by intent, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a fucking earpiece. Steampunk, uh, a steampunk hearing aid, yeah. yeah. And we get these credits that they feel like a James Bond movie. Yeah, the theme song itself is is interesting because it kind of like shifts time signatures a lot. Yeah, um, important to note that it's not the the Will Smith song. No, 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 no. the Will Smith song is uh, at the end of the movie. Yep, and then after the opening credits, we get uh, the town of Morgan, West Virginia. Which for some reason is leaning. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. And uh, we get Will Smith as Jim West banging a woman in the town's water supply. And more interesting to me on, on this watch is there's a fucking bed up there. Which means that motherfucker's like living in that thing. <laughs> yeah, he's living there. He's got his, he's, he's been living in there for a week. Yeah, I guess that's he's been like waiting for these fucking Confederate guys. Yeah. General McGrath's boys. He's like literally set up camp inside the fucking water tower. I mean, he does not make so many, begs so many questions. Oh, is he shitting in this water? Yeah, right? And then he's going to have sex with this woman in it? Right? Oh. And, um, you know, once General McGrath and his boys show up, they knock over the water tower, which thank God for that town. Right. Yeah. They can start over. <laughs> they no longer have to drink the water that Will Smith shit and fucked in. Shit fucked, pissed in. Oh, good, good, good on McGrath's boys here. <laughs> and we get big naked Will Smith doing naked Will Smith jokes. Right. A lot of looking at his junk and the white guys. Oh, he'd be on big dick jokes. Yeah. And then he, uh, he beats up the bad guys. And then meanwhile, across town, we get Kevin Klein in disguise as a showgirl. 
Right. He's uh he's 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 all dragged out and uh he's doing some deep deep cover work. I think some guy tries to get a blowjob from him. That is exactly what happens. Because he just goes, Oh sorry, I have tonsillitis and I was like, Oh, yep, must have been a blowjob. Yeah. Because he's, he's not actually there to fuck. <laughs> yeah, and he keeps you know talking to her and he she's he is like i'm not interested guy's like you gotta be interested you're a whore and he's like ah i'm gonna be a whore but i work alone and surprise tit punch yep like a fucking boxing glove from the cleavage yeah. so, some uh inspector gadget shit coming out of the boobs yep we get a scene where general mcgrath is inspecting the whores yes including selma hayek yeah but but kevin klein knocks her out of the way Yep. And um, McGrath is taken by, by Mrs. Kevin Klein here. And it's like, what's your name? Likes did, tall, masculine women. Did you catch what her name is, though? Oh, I don't remember. Dora. Dora? It was fucking Alpha Dora. Uh, that's what he said. Is My mother's name was Dora. My mother's name was Dora. She was an explorer. And then, uh. Confederate explorer. Yep. And then they get Kevin Dora Klein to sing some fucking Sons of the South song. Yeah. And they they, they get back up to the, the motel room and, uh... Well, Kevin Klein is Artemis Gordon. We might as well just say his name. Yes. <laughs> Artemis... Dr. Artemis Artie Gordon. Yeah, has a hypnotizing belt. Yes. And, uh... Meanwhile, uh, Will Smith is riding a, a uh, carriage full of nitroglycerin. yeah. And Heading full speed towards this uh, saloon. And um, crashes in and, I don't know, for a moment, thinks that Dora is really a woman. He claims not. He claims later that he didn't think she, But it was pretty, uh, he was pretty complimentary. Like, oh, I bet you a woman like you gets top dollar. Big sturdy gal like you. <laughs> and he's apparently, all, guy, apparently guys were into that at the time. Yeah, and they're all action hero in the hallway. Well, Will Smith is, because Artemis is, is about gadgets instead of violence. Right, he does not like to uh, engage in violence, if you can avoid it. It turns out that Jim West is uh, U.S. Army Intelligence, and Artemis Gordon is a U.S. Marshal. So yeah, we have two federal agents who are unaware of each other's presidents, and they both fuck it up for each other. Yep, because Kenneth Branagh has kidnapped somebody, and we don't yes. get much of a look at him. We we just see his face as he's asking his his underwear clad woman here, Miss Lippin Reader. Yeah, which is exactly what she does. Yeah, she's one of three women that have speaking lines, and she's <laughs> speaking other people's lines. <laughs> Her name is Doctor Lippin Reader. What does she do? She reads li- she reads lips, Abby. <laughs> but no, there's. Only three women that have spoken lines in this movie. Selma Hayek, the woman at the beginning, and Miss Lippenreader. Huh. Yeah, I don't think uh, the other, like, underwear-clad tank women ever spoke. And not the not the lady, the the party later. No. She just kind of faints, right? Yeah. She, her line is, oh! Yeah, not really an actual line. That's... Did not notice that, but now that you point that out, that is fascinating oh yeah and all of the women in this movie are sexually exploited oh no Bai Ling gets she gets she gets dialogue oh yeah Bai Ling not only does she is she sexually exploited she's othered that's, that's right this movie hates women it is, it is kind of it is it's definitely got some misogyny to it yeah so uh West and Gordon they both well no West goes first to the to see the president and exposes that Ulysses S. Grant is a fraud, that it's actually Artemis in a disguise. Incidentally, Kevin Klein does, in fact, play yeah. Ulysses S. Grant. Because then Ulysses S. Grant comes out, still played by Kevin Klein. <laughs> yeah. And I like his line here, where he's he's critique. He's like, hey, I've paired you two up for a reason. Um, because, Jim West, your patented approach of shoot first, shoot later, shoot some more, and then when everybody's dead, try to ask a question right. or two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Face is the place for uh, for Jim West. <laughs> he plays mono red and magic, for sure. And um, 
He's like, I've got a mission for the two of you. Let's go into this secret room here. Like, behind they, they had secret passage in the Oval Office. This movie cracks me up because it makes uh, Ulysses Grant look, like, competent. Oh, he was not. He was an alcoholic warvet that didn't really want to be president. Yeah. But it makes him seem like he's this fucking, like, super genius. He's, he's the M of James Bond. Because that's what yeah. we got here. This is the James Bond, this is your assignment scene. I mean, he did do some government reading a little bit about Grant. He did do some good stuff. But ultimately, like, he kind of let his boys just kind of run the show and kind of fuck things up. I mean, he did manage to limp our way through Reconstruction. Yeah, and he, I guess he appointed, he prosecuted the Klan. He appointed, uh, let's see what he could say, he appointed African Americans and Jewish Americans to federal offices and... So, I mean, he did some stuff, but also eh, economic mismanagement, corruption. All of the world's top scientists are being kidnapped by General McGrath. And the president has been sent a cake filled with spiders saying you have one week to surrender the U.S. government. (laughs) Fucking Loveless is so obsessed with goddamn spiders. I'm pretty sure he's literally just an analog for John Peters himself. Yeah. Um. By the way, they're talking about this, like, in early April. Yeah. And he's like, you've got one week to do this. I'm going to be at the event at Promontory Point, which I researched. Happened on May 10th of 1969. So, a full month after this movie takes place. I mean, but I'm pretty sure a giant spider didn't show up at the yeah the ceremony either. So you know what else didn't show up at the ceremony? Uh, President Grant. Yeah. He wasn't there. Uh, so we, you know, we have a we have an alt- it's an it's an alternate reality here. Um, so West has his horse, and Artemis is like, "Well, let me pull out my rocket-powered penny farthing," <laughs> which was invented in 1870s, and they were incredibly dangerous. They were made well, not, not art, not arties. Yeah, they were made obsolete by 1885 with the invention of the actual fucking bicycle. That had pneumatic tires and a chain. And then I have an incidental note here, because I don't know why I went on a tangent researching penny farthings, okay? (laughs) Obsession. Did you know that the the tires for them were called spiders? Oh, God. Because of the look, you know, all the the wires there. The spokes. Which which kind of fits with this movie, which has a theme of spiders. A motif. Very heavy spider motif. (laughs) And, um... So, West and Gordon get on this train, and they have their antics. Artemis is literally knitting chainmail. Which apparently is bulletproof. Yeah, he's like, I invented this bulletproof vest, and it's just fucking chainmail. Now, that being said, the term bulletproof actually comes from armor that has been- armor and and weapons and, and such that was tested by being shot at, hence bulletproof. Yeah. So this is something that did exist, um- Famously, the French uh, cuirassiers, and a, a little bit before this, or eighteen early eighteen hundreds, late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds, famously wore uh, breastplates that basically you had to be at point blank range to shoot through. So, I mean, it is a thing, but it, it, it it's male. It's just male armor. Yeah, but they uh they have their antics, um, and we learned that more that Artemis is not a fan of violence. But he loves gadgets. He loves gadgets, and he, he like, straps Will Smith to a, a a billiard table and rides him under the train for a bit just to taunt him. Right. And then Artemis is like, okay, let's work together. I've got a clue here. I've got this fucking head. Which uh, seems to greatly disturb Jim West. Oh, yeah. He and keeps- I thought it's like, dude, you're a captain in the army. I'm sure you've seen some shit, right? You've killed a ton of people already in this movie. It's like, it's just a decapitated head. You've you've seen them before. Meet Professor Thaddeus Morton, kidnapped from MIT six months ago. Expert in the field of metallurgy, discovered in the field of alfalfa. That's a man's head. This magnetic collar was found about six feet away near his body. Still trying to figure that one out. That's a man's head. According to the retinal terminus theory, a dying person's last conscious image is burned into the back of his eyeball, rather like a photograph. Perhaps there's a clue there. I give you Morton's last image. That's a man's head. 
diffraction of the lenses causes the image to appear upside down, so we simply... That is a man's head. Voila. Yeah, that, so they uh they managed to uh look at the uh the last image that this severed head saw, which was uh General McGrath. It's a Buffalo Bill looking at him. Yep. With his spider shield. <laughs> yeah. The blade has a fucking spider logo on it. And uh, was, oh, we're going to a party at New Orleans on April nineteenth. So literally, like a whole fucking month before Promontory Point. Right. Artemis is like, you're going to come as my manservant. Which uh, he he was not particularly. West was not particularly fond of that suggestion. Oh yeah, he's like, yes, a master Gordon. <laughs> but my thought is, if you're trying to infiltrate a white supremacist party in 1869. I mean, that's a pretty good disguise. Yeah, Artemis is right here. Because uh, West is like, I'm just going to go as I am. Artemis is like, yeah, you're going to go as an armed Negro cowboy in a room full of white Southern former slave owners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, maybe you don't want to uh, minstrel show it up, but also you're trying to infiltrate a plantation and then, with, uh, a bunch of ra- with a bunch of racist shitheads. And then... Artemis is like, I'm gonna go as a saloon girl. Where was just like, no, you're not. Your your woman costume sucks. Your breasts are fake. And we get the boob scene. I I actually like this. I do. I like where he's like, your boobs are too hard. Let me show you what a breast actually feels like, nerd. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. You you filled your fake tits with buckwheat. Here, put put water in them. I'm like, ooh, that is nice. And he's like, feel my breast. And the the, the guy that runs the train. Is only hearing this. Yeah. And it's like, feel your breast. God, I'm hard. <laughs> yeah. Ah, how about this? You can come as my manservant. Oh, why, yes, I'm Master Gordon. Oh, I swears, I'd be delighted. I'll sing, I'll dance for you, sir. Oh, and I swears, none of the other white folks will know I'd rather shoot myself than play your damn manservant. You have to wear something. It's a costume party. Well, this is all I need to wear right here. All right, if you insist on wearing a firearm, I have something which I think you'll find most intriguing. I designed it to go with this. Jim West does not wear costumes. Very well. What's your plan? How about this? I was thinking I'd go as a government agent who's going to shoot and kill General Bloodbath McGrath. An armed Negro cowboy costume in a room full of white southern former slave owners. You'll win first prize. Now listen. The art of disguise is what we need to get into the party in order to find the kidnapped scientists before they're forced to create something that will destroy the United States. You and I have been handpicked by the president himself. Our freedom is at stake, and this is our duty as men. Now, you go as a riverboat captain, and I'll be a saloon girl. Let me tell you something about your beloved art of disguise, Gordon. That night at Fat Cans, it wasn't a difficult task to see that you weren't a woman. I was propositioned by three men. You looked nasty. Just butt ugly. I mean, your breasts were hard and stiff and sticking out like a couple of rusty cannons on a sunken ship. These breasts are a work of art. Aesthetically and scientifically perfect. They look like shit. Touch them. I'm not touching those things. What are you afraid you're wrong? Touch my breasts. Just one. Touch one. Okay. Are you happy, Gordon? I'm touching your breasts. I knew it. Wait, wait, wait. Squeeze it gently. Not that hard. Now you've shifted all the buckwheat around. Buckwheat? That's your problem. What are you doing? Now touch my breast. Ooh, huh? Now that's what a breast is supposed to feel like. Very nice. Now touch yourself. Oh my god, I'm hard. But power to this guy for just like rolling his eyes and moving on. It's like uh you get your your business guys. I'm just gonna yeah. let you do your thing. <laughs> gonna, we're just gonna move on. And then meanwhile at the uh at the party we get a little scene of setup where they're some women are just fucking strapping Selma Hayek into some cage. Uh yeah. So right. 
and there are some contraptions about, and, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, if you had a hard time hiding undercover as a woman because people can tell your tits aren't authentic, you'll be cozying up to some gentleman trying to get information, and suddenly he encounters your lumpy, hard, and fake-feeling breasts, then you're in trouble. Well, here at Artemis Gordon Laboratories, we are on the cutting edge of fake tit technology. Tired of men discovering your ruse when they take a feel of your lumpy buckwheat tits? Well, here at Artemis Gordon Laboratories, we've replaced that tired-ass buckwheat with water. So when your mark tries to cop a feel, they'll think they're squeezing a genuine mammary. So try out Artemis Gordon for all your fake tit needs. And while West is there, and it feels very James Bond, because so many James Bond films, his first destination is some sort of party or ball or something. Right. And of course, the exotic woman shows up, right? Yes, Bai Ling. Playing the fucking character's name. Some bad Mei Li East, because she's like, yeah. oh, West meets East. East. Yeah. Which is, again, very Bond. And it's like, I am Dr. Arliss Loveless, his personal assistant. It's like, I thought he was dead. Nope, nope, he's not. This is his coming out party. But no, it not, not coming out as gay, just coming out as being alive. Right. And so they roll out this, like, big giant fake head of Lincoln. <laughs> and it's playing the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Yeah. And then fucking Loveless blows up the head, and he rolls out, and he's fucking half a man! I totally forgot about this, and fucking, I oh, jaw-dropped when I re-watched it. I was like, he's half a dude on a scooter! I have no legs, I have no legs, I have no legs. Yeah, because he's lost his entire lower half as a result of the, uh... The war. The war. Yeah, so he's just half a dude on this scooter. And he's like, I'm alive and kicking. Well, I'm alive anyway. <laughs> and fucking Kenneth Branagh is having the time of his life. Oh, he is having a blast here. He's very Jeremy Irons at some points, like Jeremy Irons in uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's chewing scenery. He's having a, a great oh, time. He's playing. having a great time. Why y'all look like you seen a ghost? It's me, dear friends. Alive and kicking. Well, alive anyway. <laughs> we may have lost the war, but heaven knows we haven't lost our sense of humor. No. Not even when we lost a lung, a spleen, a bladder, two legs, 35 feet of small intestine, and our ability to reproduce all in the name of the South? Do we ever lose our sense of humor? Now, I owe a deep debt of gratitude to our friends from across the sea for their comfort and kindness. So, Mikasa Aisukasa, that comes shivu. Let the party begin! He's very bitter about um, his condition and the fact that uh, they, in spite of all of his sacrifices, the uh, South surrendered. Yeah, he's very bitter. And my my note in here says, half man is fucking insane. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not sure I'd be super sane after losing half of my body. Yeah. And um, we get this really odd banter between West and... uh, Loveless. Oh, I love this scene because they're just like insulting each other. Yeah, in a very polite, <laughs> dignified way. How nice of you to join us tonight and add color to these monochromatic proceedings. Well, when a fella comes back from the dead, I find that an occasion to stand up, be counted. Miss East informs me that you're expecting to see General McGrath here. Well, I knew him years ago, but. I haven't seen him in a coon's age. Well, I can see where it'd be difficult for a man of your stature to keep in touch with even half the people you know. Well, perhaps the lovely Miss East will keep you from being a slave to your disappointment. 
Well, you know beautiful women, they encourage you one minute, cut the legs out from under you the next. It just it goes on. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. This is back and forth where Lavos is being a racist shit and, <laughs> and Wes is just completely Lavos like, being a ableist shit. Really he's fun. like, you have no fucking leg. Body stops at your belly button, man. But but in a very polite, dignified way. It's like and I'm like I'm like ah, back in the era where people control each other in a, in, in subtle, dignified manner, rather than today's internet culture, which is like I fucked your mom, ha <laughs> ha, balls on her face. Yeah, but Loveless, um, he's he's got to deal with McGrath. McGrath is doing all of his dirty work, and he's been promising McGrath weapons so he could keep going on civil warring. Yep. Keep keep the fight going. Yeah, and Loveless has his fucking steam powered wheelchair. Yeah, he's got a, a, a steampunk wheelchair. Um, Artemis is is running around in costume. He's like some like fucking trapper. Yeah, he's a, he's a yeah. He looks he's got his like uh, mountain man outfit with his yeah his raccoon hat, raccoon hat, big old shaggy beard. He happens to hear Selma Hayek, like, chained up, going, help me! And so he goes and saves her, and finds out where, like, a deal is happening. At the same Meanwhile, time, West finds out. Jim West is, uh, yeah, he, first of all, he goes into the, the thing, the room, and copies the information down, and then Byling shows up, and he kills her, and everybody... I actually fucking- like the scene, because there's a picture in there that turns out yeah. to be an assassin. It's right. like, not even a, a picture, it's just a dude standing there with a gun. But he realizes it, kills them all, including a dude up on the ceiling, who then falls down, which I like that shot. And um, Then he runs out and drums on some girl's boobies. Well, because he thinks it's Artemis and disguises as a woman. Right. And at, at the funny that we missed the scene earlier where <laughs> Artemis is in his mountain man outfit, and he's talking to that woman, and, <laughs> and Wes thinks it's him. Yeah. He goes. He thinks he thinks you're me. They, they decide that they're going to hang this guy. They're, they're going to hang the black man because it's well, south. Artemis yells, "Hang him!" and throws them throws him a rope. Yeah, and Wes is it's like, a, "It's a it's a it's a springy rope. It's a the yeah. whole thing is the distraction." And, um, Not that Artemis let Wes know that it that no, was no. Wes thinks he's being lynched. He's like, "I learned my lesson." Never drum on a white lady's boobies at a big redneck dance. I got it. He's trying to make his, a speech. It's he's, a very Will Smith speech. Yeah, he's like, let's start by analyzing the word redneck. Red is the color of passion. And neck is, well, well neck is just a neck. <laughs> but you got red, and that's something to be proud Yeah. And he's like, you know, slavery wasn't that big a deal, because who else is going to get that cotton for you? Just quoting Ron DeSantis here. Ron DeSantis, probably. <laughs> we, we learned lots of skills. But no, he gets saved by Gordon. And we learn that Selma Hayek is Rita Escobar, and she's looking for Guillermo Escobar, which we presume is her father. Right, well, that's what she says. Yeah. And um, they're all fawning over her. Meanwhile, Loveless and... Uh, General Bloodbath McGrath are on an ironclad in in this lake. Right. And McGrath is, he's got the nickname the Butcher of New Liberty. And he's got all his, his whole fucking Confederate army shown up. Yeah, because New Liberty was this, a little bit or later, where a bunch of escaped slaves and stuff had gathered. Yeah, and were massacred. Apparently by... About apparently by McGrath, though we learn a little bit. <laughs> it's not entirely the case. Yeah, um, Loveless just has his, his fucking you know aqua tank here. He's got a steam. He's got a steam tank. Yeah, it's a steam powered amphibious tank. It drives out of the water. Yep, and onto land and kills everyone. Yep, uh, Loveless uh, apparently not happy still about. Yeah, he hates both the South and the North at this point. Yeah, he's south, like... The North because the North, and the South because he was betrayed. He's like, how, how, how did you and Lee repay my sacrifice? You surrendered at Apotomax, you son of a bitch. And then he's... So uh, he's using uh, McGrath's boys as uh, some test subjects. And he's telling... Because he's his, got a whole... He's got a whole lineup of European investors. 
Yeah, and he he's making notes about this with his hot lady engineers in their fucking underwear. Too much time between screams. We need to do some fire drills. Yeah. And then McGrath's like, you go to hell. And Bronitz goes, after you, sir. And just blows his fucking head off. Yeah, he shoots him in the chest with the back, like a rear-facing gun on his steam chair. Yeah. Loveless is like, we're gonna change the whole world here because we have all the technology. That it used to be that, uh, you know, a, a nation's power was determined by the size of its standing army. And he's like, but we're going to change that because we have technology. And we kidnapped every scientist in America, so. Then force them to make a giant fucking spider. But yep. That's, we're not there yet. So just like I mean, it exists, but we're not there yet. And just like in Django, we killed a hell of a bunch of Confederates with a machine gun. And nothing of value was lost. Yep. Um, they, West and, and Artemis show up, and they find a dying McGrath who... <clears throat> lets them know that it was actually uh, Loveless driving the fucking tank that killed everybody at, at New Liberty. Yeah, and then he dies. Right. Basically, McGrath took the fall for him at that. And then so uh, Artemis and Wes, they get on this train bound for Utah because they're going to Spider Canyon. <laughs> because fucking Loveless and his spider obsession. And uh, Rita's out there just in her whore outfit waving at the train. <laughs> like, you know, making like, making doe eyes at Artemis. Yeah. And then she, somehow she just gets on the train anyway. And she's like, I'm a frightened, starving, half-naked young woman who wants to find her father. And the train conductor's like, half-naked? She stays on the train. We're not dropping anybody out in the middle of nowhere, especially not if they're half-naked. Yeah. And so she's trying to seduce them all, and they get her some pajamas and the, the flap in the back, the, the poop flap, yep. is open. So we get all of this gratuitous shots of Selma Hayek's butt. I I mean, I couldn't complain too much. And uh, Artemis is like, it's nice having her on board. She's a breath of fresh ass. My favorite line of the movie. <laughs> it's like, wow. Which now I just have the, the scent of ass in my mind. <laughs> yeah. I told you she'd be a distraction. She's not a distraction. It's nice having her on board. She's a breath of fresh ass. Pardon me? What? You said ass. No, I didn't. I said it's nice having her on board. She's a breast of fresh air. Let's just get some shut ass. Mm. Whoever wrote that uh, line should, deserves an Oscar. Well, they got a Razzie for it. <laughs> Well, I guess they have a trophy somewhere. Yep. But the next morning, they've caught up to Loveless, but Loveless all has this trap. That's because his fucking steampunk tank also has legs. Yeah, and in the middle of the night, Artemis equipped them both with knife shoes. And, yeah, Artemis has his train with these scantily clad women at the helm. Incredibly exploitive. <laughs> it's at this point I'd once again like to remind everybody that Loveless has no genitals. Yeah, but he talks about that later in the worst way ever. Oh, I know. That scene is... Uh, Horrifying. It is, it is actually. which we'll, I want to talk about that when we get there, because it makes some very disturbing implications. Um, So they've captured West and Artemis, and they, they, he's put the, the collars on them. And he's like, Aha! You're, you're trapped here. And I've got all of these women now. That I can thrust metal things into. And proceeds to show this giant phallic fucking machine. Just like throbbing giant <laughs> dick. It is. Now, think about all of that and all of the stuff he's talking about with his like knowledge of machines and stuff. And then look back at the contraption that was next to the bed that they were going to tie Selma high. Oh my god. Him. And think about what they were about to do to Selma Hayek. It's gonna be fucked by a clockwork robot or some shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even want to imagine what kind of contraption Loveless gets into to, to oh. do that. And just laughing the whole time. Oh, all of these women that he has with him have probably felt that. Yep. Apparently they liked it enough to stick around. Poor Miss Lippin Reader. <laughs> But they, uh, 
they managed to uh, escape from this death trap because it's like a James Bond movie. Yeah, Jim West does his usual, uh, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want shenanigans and leaves the, the area, so they both have to run away from the giant spider insignia razor blades through this cornfield, and eventually they jump into each other's arms, yeah. and the two blades crash into each other. But it uh, fucks up the magnets, and so now they're sticking to each other. Artemis is like, oh look, I found my auxiliary toolkit, I can get us out now. Which apparently is all they needed to get it off. Yeah. And they still carry the high-powered magnet because it comes in handy as they find Loveless's private train track. And yes. their way to Spider Canyon, where he has his own fucking city and a huge giant metal spider. Yep. And they're like, oh, he'll never get out of the canyon with all these rocks. Nope, it destroys rocks. It's just fucking cannons and... It's a steampunk spider mech. Yeah, to where Artemis is like, I have an idea. In 1540, Da Vinci invented a flying machine. I'm like, where have we seen this before? Wasn't it uh, <laughs> Three Musketeers? Yes, that's exactly what I have. Uh, they had, yeah, I, they, they, he got the idea from watching this wasp fuck up this tarantula. Yeah, so then um, we have Ulysses S. Grant at the promontory point. Which I have. This is not historically accurate at all. He wasn't I mean, neither there. Is, neither is the giant mechanical spider. Yeah, the giant spider arrives. Totally not historically accurate. I love how badass uh, Grant is here. <laughs> Just no fucks given. Staring down this 70 foot tall mechanical spider. That's just, just blowing shit up. He's like, uh, you have me at a loss. <laughs> He's like, that's a fine looking spider you have there. <laughs> And um, Gordon shows up to pretending to be the real Grant, saying that, oh, not a decoy. This is just an actor I use. And Loveless is like, whatever, I'm just taking all of you. <laughs> Fuck it, take them both. Um, and then West is, uh, is there, he's like, I've got a telegram from Mr. Loveless from his mother, Irene. He says for him to come on home and stop all this foolishness. At which point, one of the half-naked girls just shoots him off. <laughs> yeah, but and that's how we know that he has the bulletproof chain mail, because he just takes that shot right in the chest. Yeah, uh, yeah Artie had uh, put, put his uh, chain into his, uh, his vest. Yeah, and so we get, like, the fucking hallelujah music, and um, his flag is like a gray Confederate flag with a fucking spider on it. Just this, this fucking spider shit. Yeah. And he reveals his master plan to all of his investors. He's like, the United Divided! So, he's given all bunch of land back to Mexico, a bunch of land back to France, a bunch of land back to Britain, a bunch of land back to Spain, and then the rest of the country is loveless land. Yeah, he gets the part nobody wants, like fucking Idaho and the Dakotas. <laughs> well, no, he gets Oregon and Washington. Alright. That's probably where he's actually going to live. No one's going to live in yeah. Montana. It's interesting, though, the point he makes about all of the bad deals that the United States has given people over the years. It's like, you know, he's kind of right. <laughs> he is kind of right, and he's rubbing it in. It's like, I, you know, it's a broken clock is right twice a day, right? Like, He's correct here. It's like, the U.S. did kind of screw people out of these places. And this is where I have the note that one of his scantily clad women that carries the gun, like his main gunner and her panties, her name is Munisha. (laughs) Because he's like, Munisha, stop them! (laughs) I'm not sure these are actually the real names now that I think about it. Because the next scene involves um, Will Smith. Well, he shows up as a yeah. He shows up as a new girl. He shows up in drag. Um, and what what is uh, he he calls her something? Ebonia. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm fairly convinced that he's made up these names. Yeah, because he's just now calling Will Smith and drag Ebonia. You goddess. And apparently, the other half naked woman that hangs out with him is named Amazonia. Oh yeah. So I'm, pretty sure these are not their real names. I'm pretty sure Miss Lippenreader, <laughs> Munitia, and Amazonia are not their real names. I'm pretty sure that's just the random names he's come up with them, and they're just like, yeah, whatever. Because he's insane. Yeah. So he manages to sneak away a key from Loveless and 
get it to Artemis, along with the little noisy cricket, that tiny yes. little baby gun they have. Yeah. The, the cock gun? Yep. That it was, like, on a belt buckle. Yeah. Wasn't, and, uh, that, uh, wasn't that a weapon in From Dust Till Dawn? <laughs> Didn't uh, Tom Savini have, have yeah, that? Yeah, Tom Savini had that. Um, but then, all of a sudden, Will Smith's propeller tits start breathing fire and spinning around. Loveless is like, kill him! Kill the girl! Runs off with uh, the president to a control room of the spider and escapes. So that's when they make the flying machine. They turn the, the penny farthing into a flying machine that they have to ride off of a cliff that they need to fly. Yep. And their they're, they're train conductor is apparently also a U.S. Marshal and is like, here's a bunch of ordnance for you. Yeah, he's like, basically he was just babysitting these two. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're belligerent children. And so Loveless just brings his spider into some old west town and just starts fucking shit up. Yeah, he's going full Godzilla on this, this tiny fucking town. Yeah, and um, that's when they, they show up on their flying machine, and Loveless is like, Munitia, destroy them! And they they crash into the spider and toss Munitia's ass right off. Yeah. She dead. <laughs> She's super dead. Hello, ladies. The year is now 1869, and the future is full of opportunities for Southern women like us. It's been a rough decade, I know. What with that war of aggression earlier, and all that, oh, you can't have slaves anymore nonsense. Now, I know a lot of us gentle ladies lost our husbands and sons, not to mention our slaves, too. So the thought on all of our minds is, how do I navigate this wild new world as an independent woman? Well, never you mind, ladies. There's plenty of great opportunities out there for single women. You could be a prostitute, or you could be a... Well, well, that's about it. Well, there's a weird guy out west employing women to be gunners on a weird steampunk tank while wearing just your undergarments. I'm not sure what that's all about. But if you don't want to be a panty-clad girl on an iron-clad spider, it's just prostitution all the way down. Blame those damn Yankees and their war of aggression took all of our good gentlemen collars from us. All we have now is crippled old war veterans and freed slaves. So ladies, that's the world we have now. You can be a prostitute or, ha or half naked firing a machine gun on a giant mechanical spider. I don't know about you ladies, but I'm currently tearing off my dress and picking up a Gatlin gun as we speak. Pick me up, giant mechanical spider. Pick me up. I'll see you all out west. So Will Smith starts confronting Loveless. He's like, I was thinking I'd stuff your half an ass into one of these cannons and fertilize the landscape. <laughs> to where then Loveless is like, oh, we may not have a woodshed on board, but you're going to get a whooping. This drops him into the belly of the spider where a bunch of random cyber or steampunked out dudes are hanging out. There's some fucking Baraka looking motherfucker with sword arms. Yeah. He's <laughs> just waving his sword arms around. It, it Every time it reminds me of um, a Hudson Hawk. It does. It's very Hudson Hawk. Speaking of which, that's the movie we should do. Yeah, and then Will Smith has the terrible line here when he takes, when he takes out the knife guy. He's like, no more, Mr. Knife Guy. I groaned audibly. Yeah. There's some dude made of just, like, metal. He's got, like, a it, metal head. Pretty sure actually just a steampunk's uh, robot with human face. Yeah. On his face. Who just fucking shuts down somehow? I guess he gets electrocuted. I have no fucking clue what happens. It falls off the spider. Loveless decides he's going to go down and fight in the engine room, and he's like, Miss Lippenreader, take over the controls. Yeah, he's like, you got something needs done right, you got to do it himself. So he's Yeah, and Will Smith is like, yeah, you can't beat a good old-fashioned pair of legs. To where fucking Loveless grows out four fucking spider legs. And he goes, you must not play poker, Mr. West, because you would know that four of a kind always beats a pair. Yeah, and then he starts face-stomping Will Smith, going, I like to beat my feet on the Mississippi mud! 
I uh, I often wonder how much of this was ad lib, but it's off. so ridiculous. And um, Gordon manages to shoot like something on those legs that cause it to leak hydraulic fluid and totally just collapse. We get him just like loveless crawling around, so corny looking. Yeah. Um. So he he manages to get into like some other contraption because well, of course he does. Well, Gordon just decides to fucking knock Miss Lippenreader off the spider. <laughs> yeah, we don't even really get to see it. It's just, he's like doing some sort of, like, Tai Chi dance up top. <laughs> <laughs> and Grant's like, okay, stop fucking around, we gotta take control of this thing. They run the spider, like, right off a fucking cliff. It's like dangling off a cliff. So Loveless and, you know, West, they fall out. And West is like, no, don't kill me, you fine dark warrior. <laughs> and that's where I have my notice. Like he is full on Jeremy Irons. Oh, I know he is. He's gone in. He's like, I am a genius. I'm gonna kill you. But nope, no, West just like pulls something and throws Lopez down the the cliff, and that that that's it. And we get the uh, the redo of Promontory Point. This time they're successful. Yeah, it must be sometime later, like maybe May 10th. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. And Will and, Smith has now shown up and has uh, flashy-thinged uh, everybody, so they don't remember the giant spider. Yeah, so uh, Ulysses Grant is like, I've decided to create a new a new branch called the Secret Service, and you're my first two agents. But in actuality, the Secret Service was created in 1865, after Lincoln was assassinated. <laughs> They decided we need something to prevent this again. So technically, Andrew Johnson created the Secret Service. Look, this is not a historically accurate movie. I'd like to repeat one more time. There is a giant mechanical fucking spider. So so Rita's reunited with Professor Escobar and confesses, Oh, he's actually my husband. So yeah, Rita doing a good job to get her away. Yeah, and the president's like, meet me in Washington. I'm taking the train, though. So they have to go to Washington via giant spider. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing the country in a giant fucking spider. Yeah, from Utah to D.C. in a giant fucking spider. This movie's... Excited, excited John Peters noises. <laughs> I'm sure he, he, he wanted to do that. That was his goal. I want to do this. I don't want it just in a movie. I want to cross the country in my giant spider. Oh, this movie is ridiculous. It's completely over the top. It's a lot of fun, though. I don't, I, again, I, I don't feel like it's, uh, I feel like it's so unfairly maligned because, I don't know, it's just, it's funny to me. Yeah, it's just I, entertaining. Uh... It's just entertaining. It's like, it's dumb. It's dumb fun. It's like an hour and a half, and you laugh, and you, you enjoy Kenneth Branagh's performance, and some of the really dumb jokes of the giant fucking spider, and you call it a day. I place this at, like, lunchtime coffee, to where, like, you go to a restaurant at lunch or dinner, and you're like, oh, why the fuck am I ordering coffee? Why did I order the coffee? And then you're like, you know what? That coffee wasn't a bad decision. It kind of hit the spot. Yeah, that's a good description of this movie. I, John, the, Obviously, I've been referencing John Peters the whole time. So, John Peters is the producer on this movie. For people who don't know, John P Peters uh, famously told uh, from from an evening of Kevin Smith talking about doing the Superman Lives movie. Supposed to star Nick Cage, but uh, they wanted... Uh, John Peters said they didn't want Superman to fly, didn't want Superman in his iconic suit, and they wanted to fight a giant robotic spider. Giant mechanical spider this finale. That movie never got made, though, if you've seen The Flash, there is a reference to it where Nick Cage in a cameo as this alternate universe Superman does, in fact, fight and defeat a giant fucking spider. <laughs> um, to, lend cre to lend credence to the story, because obviously it's Kevin Smith doing his tour thing where he's talking, telling stories. Neil Gaiman was supposed to do an adaptation of Sandman with John Peters, who once again wanted a giant fucking spider giant mechanical fucking spider. So finally, John Peters got his mechanical spider with Wild Wild West. Yeah, because there's no giant spider in the original television series, I imagine. I have no idea what John Peters' obsession with giant mechanical spiders is, but we finally got to see it in full glory in this movie. Has anybody researched that? Like, is, Does he live in a giant spider in Los Angeles? I, I don't know. Like, it's so bizarre. 
Well, he was formerly a hairdresser. <laughs> Is that somehow related to spiders in a way I don't, I don't know? There, there's this attempt to do sp- Superman with the spider, Sandman with the spider. Just so bizarre. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The spider's fucking cool. It's just a weird thing to try to shoehorn into everything. Um, he he was going to publish an autobiography, but then he had to to sue Jason Pargin over the title. This book is full of spiders. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. There's a spider at the end of this book. <laughs> There's spiders all over this book. <laughs> I'm John Peters. Yeah. This cover is literally just like a spider. Like no, no. You order his his book. Like if you order it from Amazon, you just get a box full of spiders. It's a, it comes with a cake. It comes with the book, a cake, and a bunch of spiders. Yeah, yeah, exactly like the the cake they get in this movie. That's what I'm telling you. I'm pretty sure the Kenneth Branagh character Lo- Loveless is just John Peters' analog in this movie. So apparently, John Peters married four times. Each ending in divorce. Several of his marriages were to spiders. That's no. That was my that was my assumption. I don't know. It doesn't say anything in the Wikipedia about like why he is so into spiders. Like was personal life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. That's literally my like. I can't. Is, does anybody know what this dude's obsession with spiders is? Um. Well, he had a relationship with Barbara Streisand. Is she a spider? I, Mecca Streisand. I don't know. Kiss of the Spider Woman? Nothing in his his, his little bio about... Just like spiders. Yeah. um, I guess. I guess. I mean, to be fair, if you're going to do a giant mechanical spider in something, uh, you know, Wild Wild West, given its, I guess, its steampunk origins, apparently a big influence in the genre, in fact, the original TV show, would that be a perfect place to put it? He finally found a perfect place to put his weird, fetishized, giant mechanical spider. You know, it's a mystery we'll never solve. He's still alive, right? Someone someone, please ask him what the fuck's the story with the spider? Yeah. Just, like, why did you want it? I mean, wh- why Why did why did he want it specifically? Like, okay, again, Wild Wild West, okay, that's kind of, that's, that's fine. But why did you want it in Sandman? Why did you want it in Superman? What, what is it? That's, that's a very specific uh, <laughs> requirements for a movie. Although, you know how uh, when you Google something, it also has people also ask? Yeah. It has, what is John Peters famous for? And it says, giant mechanical spider. I mean, really, though, that's I, I don't know him from like all of his production work beyond like literally this. And that's only because of his fucking obsession with spiders. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did make some movies that we've seen. I mean, well, he did Batman Return. You know, I mean, right, no. he was a well-known producer. Yeah, Rain Man. The thing he's fa- the thing he's most famous for uh, is is this mechanical spider obsession at this point, right? Yeah, that's his claim to fame. That's what he takes to his grave. Should be on eventually. His tombstone. his tombstone is literally just going to be the loveless symbol. Yeah, he's seventy-eight. He's still alive. Is he still working? He produced A Star is Born in 2018, which, you know, it had Bradley Cooper and a giant spider. Yeah. <laughs> spider Gaga. Um, but yeah, that's Wild Wild West. And Under, underrated, unfairly maligned. Uh, if you like Wild Wild West, don't feel like you have to pretend you hate it. It's fun. I don't feel haters. like you have to defend it. This movie does hate women. We'll give it a pass. No, no, no. There, so. are, there, are, there are tons of problems with it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. There's, there's some... There's some scenes where they're like walking through the desert, and it looks like they literally just put it over some bad fucking 240 pixel like mountain background. Yeah, like they like they had to do reshoots, and they just didn't couldn't be bothered to do anything else, or they just like stand in front of this green screen. So next week is Women in Prison. Speaking of movies that hate women, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Well, actually, the two we're doing don't. Oh. Well, that'll be a step up from the previous ones. Yeah, the two we're doing hate men. I mean, that that's a reasonable take. Yeah, we're doing Caged from 1950. Oh, wow. Yeah. Old school. Not our oldest film, but yeah, close. When I was doing my research about like all the actors and stuff in that movie, this is the only time we'll see him. Ah. Pretty much. Um... Agnes Moorhead shows up in some later, later-ass Corman films, so maybe, I don't know. 
I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll tap the Corman well many times. And then a uh, then another prison woman in prison movie. So yeah, that's it for uh, Wild Wild West. You know, visit our website exploitedpodcast.com and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. We will catch you next time. Good night. Good night. Wiki Wild Wild West. Wiki Wild No, you don't want nada. None of this. Six gunning this. Brother running this. Buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress. Be out of that dress when she meet Jim West. Rough neck, so go check the law on the vibe. Watch your step with flex and get a hold of your side. Swallow your pride. Don't let your lip react. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. With Artemis.